that was Miss Utah 2023 Sarah Sun on the piano. Her talent is obvious, wow, and her infectious light and love for life is just as clear. Sarah recently transferred from Cornell to Brigham Young University. She is a member of BYU's Young Ambassadors there and hopes to attend law school in the coming years. As a pianist, Sarah has had the opportunity to perform as a soloist at Carnegie Hall and with professional symphonies across China and the U.S. I am so honored to welcome Miss Utah Sarah Sun into our studio. Truly, it's a treat to meet you. Oh, thank you so much. It's a treat to meet you. I have heard such wonderful things, Sarah. I want to take you to that moment when you won. I'm sure you relive that. You have to, right? <laughs> All the time. What a high. When you won the competition, though, here's what I want to ask you about. Other mm. contestants swarmed you. Immediately, they were hugging you. They were even chanting your name. And it's been described that that scene was the most contestant-celebrated win that people could remember. So I want to know, you went on to win Miss Congeniality as well, to be voted Miss Congeniality by your peers. How did you create such a sisterhood of support with the other women that you were competing with? Honestly, it's just a testament to the other women. They were incredible. I genuinely believe any of the other 46 candidates could have been Miss Utah. But the Miss America program is a program that's founded on a foundation of sisterhood. And I think any woman can come in and develop skills that make them truly confident. When you're working toward your goals, when you're working toward serving your community and developing talents, that confidence is deep-rooted. And confident women can empower and cheer on other confident women. And I think that was a testament to that. I think that felt like a crown-winning answer. So well done. Well done again. You're the daughter of Chinese immigrants. It's also been noted you're the first woman of color to win Miss Utah. And about that, you said, for this to come to fruition was a really big deal because I feel the responsibility to honor the sacrifices of my parents, my ancestors, and all other immigrants who feel like these dreams are just too far out of reach. How do you feel remembering your heritage and honoring your parents helped you through this process? Surely. I'm actually the first Asian American, Miss Utah. Thank you. And I felt so privileged to be in this position because to me, this isn't just a win for me, but it's for the thousands and millions of immigrants around the country who haven't been able to have their voices and stories come to light in a platform like this. In fact, when I think about the millions of Chinese and Chinese Americans who stepped foot on Utah soil mm -hmm. to build the transcontinental railroad, who died nameless and faceless in mass graves, I think of this being a win for them, a way to remember the people who who really deserve to have a crown on their head and to have this platform. So as Miss Utah, I hope that I can create a culture of inclusion belonging that's more than just tokenistic. I may be the first Asian American Miss Utah, but I certainly won't be the last. Mm. Your faith is important to you. Yes. I want to ask you about that. A lot has been made or said about a decision that you said you were presented with, that you can either wear a modest evening gown or you can win Miss Utah but you can't do both. You did do both. How has your faith or that pull toward modesty um, driven you over the years and how do you think it helped fuel your success? Yeah, thanks for that question. I, I'm actually a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I joined when I was 17 years old, was the first person in my family to do so. And that has guided every decision I've made since. And to me, modesty really isn't about the clothes you wear. It's an outward representation of an inward commitment. And I think anybody is entitled to choose clothes that make them feel empowered and beautiful. And for me, that's the choice that made me feel that way. Did you ever have a waiver? Did you ever have a moment where you were looking left and looking right <laughs> and saying, is this the right gown? Is this the right choice? All the time. What pulled you back to that conviction or that, that definition of modesty that you hold to? I think it's just knowing that if I were to be Miss Utah, I'd use that platform to serve and to be a window to the love of my savior. 
and that is the reason why I stepped foot in this competition and because of that it would be a disservice to not represent that through every step of the of the actual competition. I want to ask you more about your service. Tell us about your platform and what you plan to do with this opportunity. Sure. So my community service initiative is called Reducing Recidivism, Strengthening Communities. And I tackle recidivism from a variety of angles. Um, I work to bring music education into the Utah State Prison at a college level. I work with the families of incarcerated individuals and try to ensure that as people are leaving parole and as they're coming back into society, they have strong community networks to open them because prison is oftentimes seen as just a prison issue, but it's actually a community issue. Mm. And what happens behind bars affects all of us. In yes. fact, over 45% of Americans have a close relative who's incarcerated. And as we strengthen our communities, and as we prevent people from making decisions that make them feel like they have to wind up in a really precarious situation, that's how all of us become stronger and more united. Well, we are wishing you well as you plan to compete in the Miss America pageant later this year. On a personal note, what do you hope people take away from your story? and your opportunity and your success as young women specifically, I know you're asked that a lot, but truly as they're looking at you and cheering for you, what do you hope they take away that will help their lives? Yeah, I think the two most important things you can know about yourself is who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. And we think that making a choice to stand up for what is just and true and right is easy, but it's actually not. And a lot of times you'll swim upstream, but if you find yourself getting tired from that battle, know that you can find strength within yourself by looking beyond yourself, whether it be outward or upward. And I know that if you've ever felt invisible, you can be the person to see others. Mm. And if you've ever felt small, you can be the person to make other people feel big. Mm. And any large societal issue that you feel like is too hard to tackle, you can be in the trenches doing the work. And person by person, day by day, we can change the world. Oh my goodness, if I could give you a standing ovation, I would. Audio would be mad at me and so would camera line as well, but <laughs> Too kind. making other people feel big is a worthy challenge. And, it's something and you, you do, do so well. Thank you. Congratulations to you. We are cheering you. you on. Good luck. Thank Keep you. Keep us posted. I feel like our state will be very, very well represented, so we're excited to see how that plays out.